Hey gang, this is Rick with Let's Level Up, and um, while we were trying to record Mage Wars Mondays, we actually had a really interesting thing happen, and I wanted to share this bonus episode of Mage Wars Mondays with you this week. Um, this is what happens to us after Comic-Con, and there's a whole bunch of movies that we really want to talk about. So, again, this is a uh, bonus episode, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. Please give us any feedback. Um, as always, you can hit me up on Twitter at Let's Level Up. Uh, Scott is at Crits Happen, and Aaron is at Ned the Destroyer. Of course, you can get all of us at the Mage Wars forums, as well as Let's Level Up.net. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Hey gang, welcome back to Mage Wars Mondays. My name is Rick with Let's Level Up, and today we are joined again by the dynamic duo. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask who is who in this relationship. Well, uh, considering I call dibs on Dick Grayson, you can be Batman. I'm fine with that, as long as you're not Jason Todd. Um, <laughs> as long as I'm not Jason Todd, indeed. <laughs> so, there you go. So, Scott, while, while we're on that, um, and, and to interrupt your introductions... <laughs> can we can we spend a little bit of this episode talking about the DC Comics movies that are coming out? Because I know you have some opinions on those. I could spend like four decades talking about them. But... <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Well, yeah. As most people know, I'm a huge DC fanboy, but go go ahead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So as, as, as you guys know, Scott and Aaron are both here with us. We're definitely going to be talking about Mage Wars. Um, we're actually going to try to focus this episode around the Straywood Beastmaster, talk about him as a mage, and then um, some strategies and how we all like to play him because you know everybody can play him a little bit differently. So um, before we get into that, I wanted to really quickly just give a shout out to the San Angelo Mage Wars players. Uh, we just finished up our season one. We've been playing um, events a couple times a month. And uh, people have been getting points for winning their event matches, and uh, that all went into a seed. And then we had a big tournament, and uh, congratulations to Mr. Josh Mikowski. He has won a copy of Domination as soon as it ships, provided by our friendly local game store, War Dogs Gaming. Um, it was a blast. We actually had um, we actually had the tournament fill out to eight people, so we are going to do three rounds of Swiss, but unfortunately two people no-showed. So it was six, but it was a lot of fun. We actually had two Warlords, a Force Master, a Necromancer, a Priestess. And uh, and a, and the Straywood Beastmaster, matter of fact, and uh, we had p players from all ranges, and we've been playing the game for a while. It was really cool to see our little area community fill up and just completely take over that shop with awesome Mage Wars. And we demoed it to like four or five other people who were just watching, and uh, man, it was blast. So congrats, Josh. You had a uh, a very hard fought victory there in the end. It ended up being the Force Master versus the Priestess in the end, and. Uh, uh, he ended up winning um, Josh as the Force Master just by playing Suppression. And he basically forced the Priestess, all their knights, and the angels that were out there to have upkeep to move, or sorry, upkeep to keep them on the board and to pay to move them, and it was just too much um, too much control at one point for them to be really be effective. So uh, it was an awesome That's match. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Oh, it was great. I mean, a day of just playing Mage Wars, I, mean, I don't know of many better days. 
that's our life, man. We yeah. live it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. I like that. And uh, big thanks to the uh, the local store for providing a place for everybody to play and, and supporting everybody. That's pretty awesome. Absolutely, they're great guys. Um, so let's 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 change subjects again. I want to, I want to get your opinion on the record, and maybe Aaron's as well. <laughs> About these DC comic book movies. You just want to throw me under the bus because we're friends on Facebook, so you see my posts. Yeah. You know <laughs> if, if you want, <laughs> Scott, I can. I'll, I'll talk a bit first, so then you can torpedo yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. We've got trailers for those at Comic Con. Of course, Comic Con was just uh, what last week, end of last week, or week before yeah. last. So we've got yeah. all these cool trailers um, coming so- out and. Um, Actually, I kind of like the Batman v Superman trailer. I, I I think it may be better than Man of Steel. I hope it is anyway. Uh, but what do you think, Aaron? I, the biggest thing the biggest thing that I was happy about in the Man of Steel trailer was Jesse Essenberg. Um, just seeing him sitting there being all like a little bit crazy and a little bit over the top and. Like, when he sits there and says, the red capes are coming, the red capes are coming, like, sarcastically, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I am totally willing to watch this Lex Luthor. I am absolutely willing to watch it. Um, a bunch of people on my Facebook feed were all like, oh, my gosh, Gal Gadot's going to kick it. You know, she's going to be awesome as Wonder Woman. I'm like, dude, we saw three pictures of her. She never said a word, and she always looked angry. <laughs> now, part of that is very good, like... She definitely looked the part. She looked much better than the rest of the stuff we've seen for her. But she still like we haven't. She hasn't said anything, so I'm reserving that to see the movie. I still think that that movie is a three ring circus. They, they are just <laughs> yeah, they are just putting so that. much into it. It's <laughs> like, do I think Jason Momoa is going to be a great Aquaman? Yes. Do I think that? Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of all of the the very, like, do I think Jeremy Irons is a fantastic um, Alfred, you know, barring the fact that they can't use Michael Caine? Yes, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, But it's, like, all these things individually, I think they're great, but they're kind of just tossing them all in, and I'm, I'm definitely in the reserve my judgment mode still. I mean, I'm more this this trailer. I'm way more optimistic than I was about the first one. The first trailer, I'm sorry, Batman telling <laughs> Superman he's going to bleed. I'm like, you have to at least let me know that he realizes the existence of Kryptonite first. Otherwise, Batman <laughs> just like he just literally flushed like millions of dollars down the drain building a mechanized bat suit. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, Batman, so, that's, that's the thing I never really got about Batman. He's such a great detective, right? And at, at the end of the day, maybe maybe his sleuthing sense is, is his superpower, right? Because he, he knows everything about everyone. he's a billionaire. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The money helps. The money definitely helps. But he, he's he got dossiers on anything. And it, and it always wonders, like, where does he spend all that time? Or how can he spend all this time doing this and still keep the streets safe? But I know, I know, Scott. I know you got an opinion on this thing, man. What do you think? Um, if we're just talking Batman v Superman, um, I absolutely hated the first trailer that came out uh, earlier this year. 
and thought it was horrendous. And I agree with Aaron, the whole, you know, do you bleed? Well, yeah, if you didn't see Superman 2, you're an idiot. So, of course he bleeds. Um, <laughs> it's something that's just, it's such an, I don't know. I, I, the fact that they are, and I, I guess I should preface this, because I am a gigantic DC fanboy. Uh, Batman's yeah. my favorite superhero of all time. Uh, I grew up managing a comic book store in high school and college. I love comic books of all kinds. Uh, I just am prefer preferential to Batman and the DC Universe before anything else, although my second favorite superhero actually is a Marvel superhero, which is Captain America, so that's a whole other story. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the, the fact that they're loosely, and, and I air quote the terms loosely, uh, putting the story or taking the story from The Dark Knight from Frank Miller uh, and putting it into this movie, there's just so many things that I think that they're doing wrong, um, just from what I can see in the trailer. Um, Jeremy Irons looks like he's Ben Affleck's brother. They don't look like they're, you know, Alfred doesn't look like he's age-old butler versus the young Batman. And yeah. I get that they want Batman to be older, but... Shouldn't that mean that Alfred's older, too? Um, <laughs> maybe an idea. Alfred does look like he's a butt kicker in this, though. Like He does. Yeah. Um, but I think Gotham has shown that Alfred can be a butt kicker. The, the TV no, show true, Gotham, too. Gotham has done a really good job with that. I don't see why they didn't use Michael Caine, um, other than probably Michael Caine didn't want to come into this three-ring circus like you called it. I think it. it's the same reason that Marvel doesn't use the same characters for multiple, like, they, they, if you're from a different continuity, they don't reuse yeah. you because they don't want to confuse it. I don't That's know. The they, they did that with Chris that, Evans, yeah. though. Yeah, they took uh, Chris Evans from uh, Fantastic Four and made him. Chris Captain Evans America. is, I think, the only one. Yeah. And they and there's they had to do a whole big thing when, uh, um, gosh, the gentleman who voiced Jarvis, I cannot remember his name to save my life. Paul Bettany. Oh, oh, yeah. Paul hate me for it. Yeah, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Thank you. Um, Joss Whedon actually had to fight with the uh, the Marvel people because they're like, um, he's already been a superhero in a Marvel movie, or a character in a Marvel movie. He's been Jarvis. He can't be Vision. And she was like, um, no, no, trust me. We need him as Vision. And I'm really glad they did. But that's another story entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the, um, the big problem, well, know, there's a lot of big problems. Suicide Squad is allegedly leading into Batman v Superman. Um, and they've already confirmed that Ben Affleck is going to be in that and he's going to be Batman in the Suicide Squad, whether he's there for half the movie or whether he's there for five minutes, who knows. Um, but I do agree that it's three-ring circus that they're trying to shove way too much into one movie. I think if you look at what Marvel did, building up their characters individually... Um, quite frankly, taking a character like Thor, who, unless you were a comic book fan, most people didn't care or know about Thor. Yeah. I would venture to say that prior to the Thor movies and prior to the Avengers movies, the average Joe on the street did not know or care who Thor the comic book character was, but knew them more as a Norse god of thunder and lightning and all that. Yeah, I would agree. So they've done a great their characters, and my concern is that a, Zack Snyder is not known for building character depth. <laughs> no. So if you <laughs> jam everybody, just everyone they've already announced into the movie, they still have talked that there's going to be a Green Arrow, there's going to be a Cyborg, there's going to be a Flash. The, the inexplicable 
reason for not using Stephen Amell for Green Arrow is just beyond me. It's insane. Um, it's insane. They have an established yeah. and, and just take away the comic book piece of it. They have an established brand name recognized property in Stephen Amell that quite frankly I avoided watching Arrow at first because it was nothing but ads with him with his shirt off and I didn't really care about that like I wanted to see the story of Oliver Queen right yeah. well that's where and we then... differ I think and Mage Wars After Dark yeah. so, <laughs> um, but the fact that they have him established and have a tremendous fan base from TV that they wouldn't use him in the movies seems like such a stupid, just flat-out stupid business decision. Um, in, unless you've got someone like Brad Pitt lined up um, that just will blow away the box office with who that person is, and quite frankly, that's going to steal the thunder from Henry Cavill and, and Ben Affleck anyway if they did that. Yeah. I, I think it's a huge mistake to not take people like Stephen Amell, and now I can't remember his name, but the kid uh, who plays Gustin, Barry Allen. Yeah, the kid who plays Barry Allen. I, I honestly... I hate the Flash. I don't like the Flash. The story is an interesting story, but I just and never got behind That's where we're going to differ. <laughs> well, no, but here's the thing. This guy has brought that story of the Flash off the pages and made you care about him, at least from my perspective. He, he, I no, think he's, the a, Flash fan, is he's the a fantastic Barry. On, yeah, I think, he's, I think the Flash is the best TV show from a comic book that's on TV right now. I mean, I think it's phenomenal. Um so I, I think, yeah, it's a three-ring circus. I think, I think at the end of the day, the only thing that this movie has going for it is that so many people don't believe in it. So that when it actually hits the theaters, even if it's just mildly entertaining, people will enjoy it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like the anti-Phantom Menace, right? The Phantom Menace had all this <laughs> massive hype, and everyone loved it. And everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see Anakin as a child. And then they hated the movie. Whereas this one is all this hype, and everyone's like, oh, I hate it. This movie looks terrible, blah, blah, blah. I actually, and I will go on record, I put this on Facebook, I have no problem with Ben Affleck. And I actually think that if anyone is going to save this film, I think Ben Affleck is going to be the shining star in the film. I agree. So what? What I'm he was really the bomb and Phantoms, yo. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was the bomb and Phantoms. <laughs> what I'm really excited about is that he is signed on to direct the solo Batman movie. And Ben Affleck, yeah. th think of what you will of him as an actor, but the the town was a really good movie. Didn't he direct the town? He directed the town. Yeah. Yes. He's an yeah. he's and an he amazing director. And he directed Argo. Yeah. Yeah. Argo's he's doing, oh man, I forgot about Argo. He could yeah. tell a story. He's been doing I mean, solid, man. yeah. He he could definitely yeah. he could definitely cut the movie up so it cuts the story way better than I think Zack Snyder would. I I want to say that. Well, the I, thing I, I the thing I found with Zack Snyder. Yeah. Like. The thing that's great about him, the thing that I love, and the reason I continuously go to his movies. The man has a fundamental grasp on what is a good-looking movie. Yep. Like, he has a yes. way to really get this, to get these images on a screen in a way you may never have thought of them before. Like, I'm not a huge fan of, for instance, like, Sucker Punch, but I enjoyed the heck out of it beautiful because looking. as a visual spectacle, mm -hmm, it was yep. incredible. And And so I can understand why... They would think, oh, this is a guy we want to do our superhero movie because comic books fundamentally are a visual medium and you need someone who 
has a great grasp of that. Now, the problem flip side there is half of comics is the visual medium. Half of TV comics Ameritrade is the story. has straightforward like, pricing. You can't, you can't sacrifice one for the other. But I get where they wanted to use Snyder for this. Now, yeah, I'm not going to say that I was like, oh my gosh, no, I love this guy. You can totally pull an, an ensemble cast movie with multiple deep characters. No, I'm sorry. 300 has like three characters in it. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Fassbender it, and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was going to say there's the king, the queen, and uh, Xerxes. Yeah. Done. Full well, movie. Look at, um, look at Watchmen. Watchmen was unarguably, in my opinion, one of the five best stories written in comics. I, I thought that the Watchmen graphic novel was just groundbreaking and, and unbelievable. Um, and the movie... As much as I'm not an Alan Moore fan, I do agree. Yeah, the, the, the story of the movie was a total Charlie Foxtrot. Um, I, but it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, I thought that movie was a disaster. And I, I think if you... If you go back and look at that and, and expect you know, similar stuff from this, the thing at the end of the day, we, we, and it's funny to me, we're sitting here debating this. We've been debating it for 15 minutes. We should probably actually end up splitting this podcast and actually yeah. just having this as an extra download for people to, to get whatever Congratulations, people. You have um, found the secret bonus us talking bonus, about DC yeah, exactly. movies. <laughs> but um, but I, I think that you know this is it's, – it's so many things – rolled into one and it, even if the movie was three hours there's not enough time to get you to care about the justice league members and if the like jason momoa's and the gal gadot's if they're not going to be in the movie until like the last 30 minutes no one's going to care about them anyway so why even stick them in there so i I think at the end of the day, we're sitting here talking about it. Everybody in the brothers sitting here talking. Uh -huh. People are complaining about it. People are loving it. There, there's, you know, you know, everyone's all over the board about it. Um, but people are going to line up. People are going to pay their tickets. They're going to be there opening night. It will probably, uh, I believe it's releasing in the summer of 2016. It will more than likely make 400 probably billion in a weekend, which is crazy. But by then you we will have. 400 million. Uh, yeah, million. Sorry, I said yeah. billion. Sorry, <laughs> a million. I was like, "Well, that's kind no. of a big number there, Scott." Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 million, yeah, million. Um, actually, so that's that's my other prediction in movies this year. I actually think that um, Star Wars is going to make a billion dollars in its opening weekend. I, I I think it's going to absolutely crush it. Um, and I, the fact that they're opening in every possible potential theater, including like, you know, screens shown on the side of a truck while driving down the road in the middle of the highway, I think they're going to just crush it. But uh, I, people will line up. People will go see Batman v Superman. I actually have 10,000 times more issues with uh, Suicide Squad than with Batman v Superman. So I, I have two things, oh, I guess three things that really hit me about the Suicide Squad trailer. First of all, I love that Amanda Waller. Mm -hmm. That was freaking awesome. Um, there's, like, one of the things that really angered me about Arrow and angered me about the new 52 was when they retconned the crap out of her character and made her something, just a very different presence. And seeing this Amanda Waller, um, no, she's sitting there just cutting into the stake, talking about how effectively how ruthless she is, 
you know, and how, how you know, they finally got all this stuff. Like, that was fantastic. Like, I love yeah. that Amanda Waller. She's um, hard, which is what she needs to be. <laughs> the the chick playing Harley Quinn, like, all the stuff in the trailer, she looks fantastic. Like, mannerisms, way she's walking, like, all this stuff. Like, I'm excited to see that. And I'm super interested in Will Smith playing Deadshot, but that's morbid curiosity. Yeah. Um, Will Smith is fantastic, and Deadshot is one of my favorite characters. So seeing what they do with someone like him who has a really involved backstory but is, you know, not a good person, but not a, not a bad guy, but certainly not a good person. So. Okay, so what about, what about the elephant in the room? <laughs> yeah, he didn't mention him at all, which is kind of funny. <laughs> well, it's what do you also think about because the I'm not... I'm not as wrapped up in in that part as so many people I know are. Like, I grew up watching the 60s Batman. So my view of the Joker is a very serious place. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, he was fantastic. Yeah, he was. was. fantastic for that show. And yep. then you have Jack Nicholson, whom I was not a fan of, but he absolutely worked in that movie, which I was also not a fan of Tim Burton. Uh, Batman movies, but that's another story. Um, and then you have, obviously, Mark Hamill, who's the other Batman, the the other Joker I grew up with. And it's it's hard to think of anything else other than hearing Mark Hamill's voice, mm -hmm. like over and over again. <laughs> so, um, so that's the tough part. And Heath Ledger did fantastic, but that was fantastic for The Dark Knight. You know, it's just, it's, and that's the thing. I saw an awesome little graphic and peop, and someone had gone through and they're like, you know, basically the Joker is all these different, effectively these different personalities and everyone who access him only ever seems to be able to really grab onto one of them. Because you have Cesar Romero as a clown. You have mm -hmm. um, Jack Nicholson as a gangster. You have Heath Ledger as the anarchist. And then you have Jared Leto from the, the little bit we've seen is clearly psycho. Like, he's clearly the psycho. And, of course, for that particular infographic, they were like, but, of course, Mark Hamill's Joker is all of those things. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Which, <laughs> I will say, is easier to do when you have a bunch of episodes across, what, like five seasons of a cartoon. It's easier to show all these various aspects of the character. Sure. So it's not completely fair. Um, but the point being, you know, it's a, he's a crazy dude and there's a lot of bats in his belfry. Uh, and <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally went there. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I agree with you on Amanda Waller. I think her character looks tremendous. Viola Davis should do really, really well. Um, I don't agree with Will Smith. I think Will Smith is a terrible casting for Floyd Lawton. Floyd is a tremendous character. Deadshot is a just absolutely tremendous character. I think Deadshot could have his own movie if people put enough behind it. <clears throat> I, I really want to see a Secret Deadshot. Six sometime. Yeah, that would be awesome, right? Um, I, I really don't think Will Smith is a good casting for that because... Will Smith has always been the leader, I guess is the way to say it. Um, sure. If you look at all of his movies, even in movies where he's teamed up with somebody, he's clearly the lead guy. And 
the Unless thing it's about Tommy Lee the Jones. Yeah, but I mean, he was still the focus of that movie. Those movies with no, that's fair. That's totally fair. But with this, he, you know, Floyd was not a leader. Floyd was he was part of this group, and and really in this group, what I what I'm most concerned about with this movie is that Margot Robbie is going to steal the show, and no one's going to care about anybody else. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I, I think from everything I've seen from her with Harley Quinn, she looks phenomenal. Um, I argue though that if they had picked someone who was not attractive for Harley Quinn, people would not be going nuts about this. Um, but the fact that she is a beautiful girl and then you factor in the fact that she's dressed like Harley Quinn and having the whole mannerisms and acting and all of that, I mean, everyone's all nuts for it, which is great, but I think she's going to steal the show. Um, I, (laughs) I think the, the fact that they're using that movie the Suicide Squad, to lead into Batman v Superman is a little weird. Um, I think there are a lot of other things they could have used as much better just, I guess, motifs or genres or whatever you want to call it, much better subject matter to get into with Superman versus Batman. I mean, they could have easily had a Wonder Woman movie to lead into Superman v Batman or Batman v Superman or whatever the hell the court case is. Mm-hmm. Um I think that I I have yet to ever and and I got blasted so hard by my friends on Facebook for this. I have yet to see any movie with Jared Leto where I liked Jared <laughs> Leto's acting. I don't care you could throw out Fight Club, he wasn't a main character in it. There was nothing I have ever seen with him that I liked his acting. I think he is a bad actor, and that's just my opinion, right? Um, I think that the Joker character is a huge disappointment. Um, The whole way he looks with the tattoos, the way that he's very young, which, again, wait a minute, what the heck? It's in the same universe as Batman v Superman at the same time frame leading into it, but Batman's like 45, Joker's 27. What's going on? Why does he look young? I don't get it. Um, I don't ever see the Joker being a tattooed-up character, and I, I get that they want to take it in a whole new direction, but the fact that he is gone from someone who was scarred by Batman to now self-inflicting his scars, his tattoos onto him is a gigantic motivational change. And that's my problem with what DC is doing with the movies overall. It is totally fine if you want to change up the storyline. If you want Batman as Bruce Wayne to fall in love with Wonder Woman or, you know, do some crazy, it's probably over the top, but I mean, if you wanted to do something different than what the story in the comic book tells you to do, I'm okay with that. But when you change the character's motivations, if we had a Batman where suddenly Thomas Wayne was alive, that would suck. (laughs) <laughs> like, that would completely suck. If we had a world where Krypton never blew up, that would suck, right? Because that's the, the crux of a superhero or of a supervillain is what is their motivation to make them do what they do that is so otherworldly. And to see what they're doing with Leto's Joker in limited access, right? Because, again, we don't know. We just know what we see. I don't like anything about it at all. Um, he 
you know, Aaron brought up a very good point earlier about how each person has taken on a piece of the Joker. Um, I do. I, I think if you throw Mark Hamill into the mix, I think Mark Hamill owns the role. I think he owns it over everybody else. Um, but if you want to just talk movies, I think Heath Ledger did the best job of all. He was scarred. He was mentally unstable, but he was devious and cunning. He had everything that, that was the anti-opposite side of Bruce Wayne. Um, I, I think the whole Jared Leto thing, it, it, it will either be a tremendous reach and a successful, unbelievable change, or it will be absolutely disastrous to the movie. And if it's disastrous, then it will impact Batman v Superman. Because if they're setting him up in the Suicide Squad, there's no reason that he shouldn't be in Batman v Superman for at least some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. um, you've already kind of seen some of the things in the Batman v Superman stuff with, you know, the, the Jason Todd uniform being defaced and the, the, uh, the, potential of you know the joker sending him that note saying you let your family die and things like that so we'll we'll see uh i i would say overall the jury is still out i think that what they've shown uh does not impress me so well i'll leave it at that all right man that's you know what's bad about this is that we're doing a mage wars podcast and like and I we could, just talked I could, for thirty minutes about movies, and I could I could spend another hour I think discussing these, uh, and then all yeah, the rest easily. of the crap from Comic Con. So well, let's do this. Let's let's split it up. We'll we'll give this as a little bonus to the to the Beastmaster one we're about to record right now. I guess yeah. If people like it and download it and want to comment on it and tell us that they like it, we could throw something like this together, you know, on a whim and and do something special every now and then. We probably won't do it all the time. We'll do it every now and then, see how it works out. Yeah, that sounds I was going to say, it's man. not like we don't have strong opinions about highly fictional characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, before, before I guess we go ahead and wrap this up, is it Robin on the table, you think, in the Suicide Squad trailer? Um, no, it's Harley Quinn. Um, it's, in it's fact, Harley Quinn. Uh, I've, seen a, um, I, I've seen a post where someone did a still frame of it. Uh, and there, there is a split second where you can see Jared Leto uh, like standing over her, and she's the one strapped down to the table. Oh, and I think okay. that's going to be the the torture of Harley, Doctor Harley Quinn, turning her into the the crazy person that she is. Oh, so, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. which will be a little, little rough. Yeah. I think it'll be a little rough. I'll tell you right now. The public didn't care about Jason Todd. The public killed Jason Todd. I don't care what anyone says about 71 votes. They specifically killed Jason Todd. <laughs> the mass, the mass movie-going community, I guarantee, could care two flips less about Jason Todd. And if that's the direction that they are going with some of the rumored ideas, then that's just a terrible idea, in my opinion. Because, again, there's no setup, there's no build, there's no caring... Meanwhile, Marvel is over here making a two-hour movie of Ant-Man, one of the least talked about, least loved characters on the world that I know of, mm -hmm. and they did it phenomenally and built a great story into a comic book movie and did a wonderful job with it. So we shall see. <laughs> Sweet, man. Well, Aaron, do you have anything else you want to say about this one? Uh, no, no. I, I'm feeling – oh, I guess there's one funny thing that I found when I was reading – uh, internet articles. Evidently, Jared Leto gave uh, 
I can never remember the name of the chick playing Harley, and I'm horrible because of that. But um, Margot Robbie. Yeah. yeah, there you go, Margot Robbie. Uh, Jared Leto gave her a pet rat because he evidently gets super into character. Like he's like super method actor, and so he gave her a pet rat. And in keeping with the spirit of the whole movie, she kept it. Like so, she now has a pet rat named Rat Rat. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, no, I thought it was super cool though. I was like, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's great. Well, guys, we hope you really enjoyed this. This is going to be a bonus episode talking all about the DC comic movies to come, and or at least two of the big ones, the two major ones, I think. Um, and uh, I had a blast doing this, guys. So, yeah, again, let us know what you uh, – give us some feedback on this. Let us know if you like this and if you'd like to see us kind of uh, branch off every now and then and talk about stuff that's in nerd culture. Um, I could talk about movies, specifically comic book movies, pretty much all day long and have a blast with it. So, uh, Scott, Aaron, thanks. And do uh, you have anything you guys want to say before we uh, close this one off and start actually recording our main episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's jump in. All right. <laughs> Read more comic books? There we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>